Hi, Psycho Sisters. It's your... Hi, psychos. It's your psycho sisters, Jocelyn and Sarah, and we suggest you leave your husbands out of this. Welcome back to our podcast, or maybe it's us. Welcome back to ourselves. We've been MIA for a while, probably since Since, October. Since (laughs) October, maybe early November. But we're back. Some things that have changed since then are Real Housewives ended. Jocelyn Thank God. <laughs> that was a boring season. Yeah. I was I was over recapping it. It wasn't yeah. really fun at that point. <laughs> it's true. I haven't even watched the reunion yet. Ooh. I watched a whole it was like, pretty dumb. five minutes max. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I saw them get it, getting up the Sprinter van and I was like, boring. And I just <laughs> stopped. And I don't have enough shows to watch all day. So I literally yeah. was just bored with it. <laughs> it's Yeah, it was not my favorite. But that's, that's okay. Maybe next season because Mary Crosby's coming back. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I just won't watch it. Maybe I'll find a new housewives. <laughs> Maybe. You said you'd never there, know. <laughs> there's like 700 of them. I know. I kind of want it. Well, I actually started watching Miami because Ace and Caitlin said to. <laughs> Some of our favorite podcasters and... That makes me feel weird that I'm a fan of a podcaster. But maybe one day you guys will be a fan of us. <laughs> one day we'll have fans. <laughs> we'll have a cult following. Yes. But, yeah. So, today, I don't have any plan, but <laughs> Jocelyn had an idea that when I used to do her nails all the time, we would always have the best conversations while I was doing her nails. We would gossip for literally seven hours. It, it yeah, made the nail process yeah. take a long time. Because we would True. stop We'd and go get, get drinks, cookies, <laughs> come back and st- pick up where we left off. But yeah, it was a good time. But um, yeah, so we're I'm going to have the little file going. So if you can hear it in the back, sorry. It adds really, to the excitement. <laughs> I really don't think you will be able to hear it, but we're going to do her cuticles. So you know, that, um, one of my other favorite podcasts that I listen to, they do like decorating cookies or one day they did... Um, that would be fun. <laughs> what's the lady's name who does the weird makeup, like the crazy foundation? Like it starts with an M. Is it Michaela? Now that's the drama. Nikki tutorials. <laughs> um, it's like I think it's Meredith or something. I, she I does know. ten pumps of foundation. So the, me, this Just podcast kidding. that I listen to, it's called the Sesh Fan Girl. Shout out. <laughs> um, they like I swear every week they've been not maybe not every week but a lot of weeks they've been doing like a little side thing where they're doing something else while they're talking and I just think it's so funny to hear them like having actual conversations and then being like oh fuck my cookies (laughs) messed up or you know whatever and so it's just like a little I don't know adds to like feeling like you're more casual yeah hanging out with someone so I just thought it might be fun to see if the if the word vomit flows and (laughs) how much gossip there is and you know, see what happens. So, it's it's a, tr- I was going to say trial, but it's not a trial. It's like a trial run, I guess. And we also we have, have a guest star. Our first guest star. His name is Asher. So cute. And he, he can't talk. <laughs> you might hear him go, eh, eh, ah, ah. Or maybe he'll cry maybe for you. Sarah should edit that. <laughs> no. <laughs> But he is two months old. He was born seven weeks early. So he shouldn't he shouldn't talk too much. So I figured it would be fine and fun to have him on here. And he's just laying here being a sweetie. Yeah, he's a little sweet boy. But <laughs> but he does look a little sad because he got his vaccines. No no drama. No hate, no drama, please. <laughs> We don't want I, vaccination opinions. And I we, do what my doctor suggests, and I feel comfortable <laughs> with that. So have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Have a nice life. If you if you don't do them, then that is completely fine too. Y'all, more power to what you want to do. So, but um, yeah. So let's get our seshi started. Let's do this. Okay. Let's start with my right hand. Now we had so I much. Don't, I don't know if you can hear that. It's fine if you can. <laughs> we ha- I had so much I was thinking about talking about 
last night I was like, oh, we'll talk about this and this. And now I don't remember anything. So. Me too. <laughs> but she could tell you about her birth story, but that might be for another day. It's, it's dramatic. It's crazy. It's everything we are. Maybe since he is here, maybe we should talk about it because we don't have a lot of updates. It's true. I mean, I don't work anymore. I, I sh should probably go get a job. No, but I, I don't think she should. I would be exhausted. <laughs> I would probably be a walking zombie at all times. Um, all right, so let's just get ahead with my birth story and Sarah can let's react. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> just because it is a pretty funny, a funny story. So, actually, yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I wish I could remember what I wanted to talk about because now it's just turning into me. <laughs> so oh, do you want me to interview do it interview style <laughs> so what happened the day you went into labor <laughs> alright so um, I woke up on a Thursday morning and you know sometimes I don't sleep with underwear on <laughs> no hate please <laughs> but um, don't ever come to this podcast if you're just going to be a hater <laughs> Please. If you're gonna judge me for letting myself air out, then please don't come. Um, so I went to wake up my daughter because I have like a little nightgown thing. So don't worry, but still, daughter. So I go to wake up my daughter, and all of a sudden, I feel like it feels like period is leaking down. Not to be gross, but you know, it wasn't like a ton of liquid. It was just like it felt like something was like running down my leg. So I'm like, that's weird. I'm pregnant. So this should not be happening. <laughs> I should not be on a period right now. So I like look down. But the period is really the only thing I can think of comparing it to because I've never had anything else really run down my leg like that. Um, except for when I was pregnant with my daughter and I was 39 weeks and like four days. And the so same, the same thing happened when I was wearing pants that day. <laughs> Still no underwear, but I at least had pants on. <laughs> And it at least felt like the right time. <laughs> and so I looked down and it's just like a tint of pink. And I was like, um, that's weird. I don't think amniotic fluid is pink though. So I Google it and it says amniotic fluid can be pink. And I was like, um, that's weird. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm just like peeing myself a little, you know. So then I keep on with my day, getting my kids ready for school. And it keeps happening. And I'm like, okay, like I've peed four times. Uh, this isn't pee like so I um I have my nurse's number so I text her and I'm like hey just so you know I'm gonna go to labor and delivery and have them test me and she goes no come into our into our office so I go into their office after I drop my kids off at school and the weird thing is is that like two weeks I think it was two or three weeks before this happened um there was a tiktoker that I had been following and it's her like her water broke early I think she was 32 weeks and they were able to keep the baby in for like a week and a half or something like that and I didn't even know they could do that I thought that once your once your water broke they kind of had to like vacate the premises that's what they told me when I was pregnant yeah apparently medicine has come a long way in 12 years <laughs> <laughs> apparently my birth was old school <laughs> so I always was like when I saw her story I was like that's crazy that they can do that because she, I think they kept her baby in for two or three weeks. So I was like, that's crazy. So anyway, so I was like, if this is my water breaking, at least they can probably keep him in because since it's not like a big gush and it's just like slow, slowly leaking. So I was, I had some hope, you know, so I go to the doctor and he tests it and it's not coming up positive. So they get these little strips and they test for probably a chemical or, you know, whatever. A chemical reaction. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope she's saying that the way I'm thinking of it. Mom, you're included on that. <laughs> Mom's like, I better be. Give me credit where credit's due. So, um, I, there's like a chemical reaction. So, anyway, so nothing was popping up on this little like paper thing that they use. And so he kept testing it. He tested it like three times and it just kept coming up negative. And so, but he could tell that, I think he could kind of tell that it was 
amniotic fluid, but it was coming up negative, so he couldn't send me to labor and delivery because they would just send me home, you know, if it's not testing positive. So he decides to check my cervix. Well, he's like, well, your membranes are pre-labor, so we're going to give you a steroid shot. If, but, um, you know, go home, and if it keeps happening, go to labor and delivery. Because, again, he couldn't send me to the hospital without proof that I was in, like, that I had started being in labor. And I, I felt no contractions, by the way. So we, I really didn't know what was going on. So anyway, so the day goes on, and then I pick up my kids from school, and all of a sudden, like, a bigger little gush comes out. I'm assuming all of our listeners are women, so... Yeah. We'll, we'll record a story because <laughs> men, if you're immature, you want to listen to something that says birth story anyways. <laughs> you couldn't handle it. You wouldn't do it. You, so we'll type birth story in the title so that so that no one's triggered. Or should we call it a baby story like the TLC show? Oh, I used to love baby. that show when I was a Ew, child. I, I don't know why. Because <laughs> I'm a freak. You are a freak. Jocelyn looks so disgusted right now. It's I don't sweet. think I ever watched it, to be honest. Oh. I think I just saw it on. I think I spent my whole childhood watching a baby story, a wedding story, and I'm sure there was one other, some kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never watched any of them. <laughs> oh, I loved them. I would always be like, stupid on the guide. I'd be like, dumbed, going, going <laughs> by, pass by. See you later. See you never. So, um, yeah, so I felt a bigger gush. And so my husband was gone picking up our nephews from school. And so I was like, I call him. I'm like, oh, I texted my nurse and I was like, um, what should I do? Like, what do you recommend? Should I come back and see you guys or what? She's like, no, go into labor and delivery. Cause I, again, I'm pretty sure they knew, but they couldn't say because my tests were coming up negative. And they had done, like, three tests. They kept on, like, trying to test it different ways, and it just kept coming up negative. I think because it was so small of an amount. Anyways, so she's like, no, go to labor and delivery. So I go to labor and deliver. Oh, so my husband comes home, and I'm like, okay, I'm probably just peeing my pants, but, you know, better safe than sorry. I'll no be hospital backpack. <laughs> no hospital bag, because I was that convinced I was peeing my pants. And I told her in the morning, like, bitch, pack a hospital bag. <laughs> <laughs> they sent you home. Please pack one. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. And then I or, and then I just, like, was like, no, I'll just be on bed rest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's me just being like, nope. I only well, expect the best from life. <laughs> oh, I did pack some stuff, but I didn't know what to pack because I was like, I was so confused to be honest, but I didn't take my hospital bag because I was so convinced that it wasn't true. The funny thing is, is I was 33 weeks and four days and I still pack one, my son's going home outfit, which was a zero to three. I'm expecting this guy to be coming home at 33 weeks <laughs> and fit to well, not even newborn clothes. <laughs> and guess what? These zero to three still don't fit him. They're still too big. It looks like he's lost 200 pounds. <laughs> like, he is a 600-pound life. <laughs> On 600-pound life, which is my favorite show. And he's lost 200 pounds. That's how big his zero to three still are. He looks like Jared from Subway. <laughs> <laughs> he really does, though. But not a child predator, because he's a child himself. <laughs> his pants literally look so funny. I was like, I expected him to be a little bigger. Anyways, so I was like, okay, I'll see you guys. And... We hadn't eaten dinner yet, and my daughter was like, can't you just eat? And I was like, no, I just want to get this over with, and so I can be home to put you guys to bed. <laughs> like, I legit was so convinced, but I am such a paranoid person. I'm so paranoid that even if I haven't had sex for, like, three months, I will take a pregnancy test every month to make sure I'm not pregnant. Because I am just that paranoid. She is on her period taking a pregnancy <laughs> test. It's a fact. I am on my period and I am taking a pregnancy test because I just feel like if I'm pregnant, I need to know because there's certain things I wouldn't do. And so I'm just a very cautious person. So I was just like, okay, I'm probably peeing my pants. It's fine. So I go up and the original nurse who checked me in was like super nice and she was like, you know, we'd rather have you come in than you know, safe than sorry. Well, she was like brand new. So she had to have someone when you get, when your cervix gets tested, you have to have a different type of test where it's a little bit more invasive. And so she had to have, um, another nurse come in and just help her since she was so new and she hadn't done it before or something. And so that the second nurse who came in basically told me I was full of shit. And she's <laughs> like, you know, 
If he did a cervical check, then that means that it's probably just lube. I'm like, bitch, I know what lube feels like coming out. And can women stop, like, second-guessing <laughs> us? We're used to men doing it okay, but, like, another woman, and I know. two kids. No, yeah, absolutely <laughs> I'm not. Like, She's not 18-year-old me going in to have a baby, okay? I'm like, I know what Luke feels like. This isn't like. her first rodeo. I used to get pop smears every year. I know what it feels like coming out. And it's been at least 10 hours. Like, it, it should be out by now. I've been sitting up long enough. Um, and so, yeah, so this lady was kind of not trusting me. And then, oh. <laughs> so then she's like basically saying, your doctor should have told you not to come in, blah, 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 blah. This is important to the story, okay? Like, it sounds dumb, but it's important with what's going to happen in four or five hours. So, <laughs> not four or five hours on the podcast, don't worry. <laughs> well, I could. It'd be like one or two, though. <laughs> if, if I was on my pregnancy high, there would be enough details where... Because <laughs> that pregnancy high had me giggling at this story. <laughs> so Until I got there and then she wasn't. Because <laughs> she came the next day and by then it hit... it hit me what was going on so anyway so this lady's like kind of lecturing me and I was like okay bitch just get the test over with so <laughs> then they're doing this test and I felt another gush and I'm like all right maybe this is proof that I'm in labor or like that I my water at least broke so then they leave and they come back oh and they were like monitoring the baby the whole time obviously and so um, they, they leave and come back and they're like, yeah, your water broke here. We're going to admit you to the hospital. You can't even walk down the hall. So I had to be wheeled down the hall in this little tiny, like, I don't know if your guys' hospitals are the same, but it's this tiny bed. It's basically like a chair that reclines all the way back. Like it is <laughs> because all, all that it's there for is like for, um, the stress test, like the non-stress test. And so you're not like there to... It's not, like, the most uncomfortable thing, but I felt like my love handles were at least falling off. <laughs> I was a little afraid I was going to roll off. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So I couldn't even walk down the hall. And then I was like, how am I going to go to the bathroom? And they were like, oh, you can walk to the bathroom. And so I was like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. So anyway, so I tell my mom, I tell my husband, and... Actually, I don't think I told my mom. I, I was going to say, husband. I'm pretty sure she I didn't did even know that. how my mom found out that I was at the hospital. Do you? I think Jack told her. Okay, tattletale. Because <laughs> you were mad at Jack. Because <laughs> I texted and I was like, and you're in the hospital. She's like, how'd you know? I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Why'd you not tell me? You sure were good at ignoring me until I said that. <laughs> But to be fair, that's traumatic, so I don't blame her. <laughs> also, like, once they checked me in, I was busy for two and a half hours, like, with all the stuff that they're doing yeah. and all their tests and stuff. So I was, like, really only texting my husband, like, hey, this is what's going on. So he asked my mom, I don't know if he asked my mom or if my mom offered or what happened, but my mom went to go watch my kids so that my husband could come. And I was... Like, I was kind of like, mm, I don't think he needs to come because nothing's going to happen. I'm just laying here. I have no contractions. I'm in no pain. I'm just leaking fluid a little bit. <laughs> just chilling. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to be here for two weeks. Like, whatever. So, I just was, like, not concerned. I was not worried at all. And so, um, so, but my mom and my husband were like, no, he's coming. So, I was like, cool, be. So, I was like, okay, bring my hospital bags that that I refuse to bring <laughs> and so and then I was like and bring you know xyz so he comes and we like chit chat and we're like making a new plan like who's gonna watch our kids when he's gonna get there how often is he gonna come see me you know and um the doctor came in and she was like okay we're gonna do an ultrasound every day make sure you have enough fluids but we're gonna schedule your um c-section for monday so, again, this is Thursday. So, they wanted to... And I was going to get another steroid shot the next day, too. To, like, help his lungs develop and stuff. So, um, so she was like, we'll have an ultrasound every day. Make sure you have enough fluids. We'll monitor him. Like, I don't remember if it was, like, every hour or, like, how often it was. But they were going to, like, put me on the... Have a non-stress test, like, multiple times a day. So, I was like cool okay I have four days to just sit here and I was like sad because I was gonna miss my kids because I've never really left my kids 
and the only time I've left my daughter overnight was when I had my um, my first son and she slept over at someone's house one night out of the three I was in the hospital so I literally have never <laughs> left my kids longer than like and my son I had never left him overnight so this was like very traumatic for me I was like I'm gonna leave my kids for four days then I have a c-section and have to leave my like not go home for like a week and a half at this point you know so me and my husband were coming up with a plan and I was basically just gonna be alone in the hospital all weekend because I we had plans for the whole weekend and so I just wanted him to like you know keep with those plans so that my kids weren't like have some normalcy yeah. for the children so that they didn't like hate the baby so and like if anyone needs someone it's the kids over me even though I was very lonely I'm so lonely <laughs> <laughs> that's all I say to myself in the hospital <laughs> She's sitting in bed at night just crying. I'm so I literally would sing it in my head. I'd be like, I'm so lonely. <laughs> so my husband. Sad. I never heard that detail of the story. It's embarrassing. I do it sometimes still. <laughs> Why is Justin Bieber in my head even before the, the Haley and Selena drama? Oh. I don't know. And I was not thinking of Justin Bieber. I was thinking of Akon, I think. <laughs> I was like, that's not the tune, bitch. Uh, no, it's the Justin Bieber song. Apparently, I don't think about Justin Sarah Bieber. Sarah is all young time. enough where the Justin Bieber should have been her first thought. I went to a Justin Bieber concert when I was pregnant. Apparently, not. Apparently, <laughs> not. That was when he was like first popular. Baby, baby, yeah. Baby, that, that song is, is like that album only but I was pregnant and I wanted to wear a shirt that said Justin's baby but my mom oh. said no <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair I really wouldn't have done that and I didn't really look that pregnant so that would have made no sense Justin's baby <laughs> stalker <laughs> creepy and inappropriate I know creepy status at least they were about the same age yeah true. <laughs> so so my husband stays until like 9.30, 10. I think it was closer to 9.30 and I'm like, he's like, do you want me to stay here? Because my mom was fine with staying at my house, sleeping over. And I was like, no, go home. Nothing's happening. You know, I have no contractions. The nurses are like, yeah, go. Nothing's yeah. gonna happen. Everyone was convinced. I had, like, my contractions were like, um, I mean, I couldn't feel them, but the monitors were picking up, like, nothing. They were picking up, like, the smallest contractions. Like, what's normal at 33 weeks. So they were like, yeah, nothing's gonna happen, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> so he leaves and, you know, I have What some, time was this? This was at like 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock. So my nurse comes in and she's like, okay, here's, you know, um, your antibiotics or whatever, because they start pumping you full of all this shit. Um, here's some antibiotics, especially cause I hadn't had my like strep B test or whatever oh, yeah. that's called. And so... Because they don't do that until, like, 36 weeks, I think. So, they, like, start pumping you full of antibiotics and stuff like that. So, anyways, um, so she, like, came in and she's like, you should really try and go to bed. And I'm like, okay, bitch, I have so much adrenaline in me, I'm not sleeping. Because she's so lonely. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm so lonely, and my bed's uncomfortable. And the whole, my whole pregnancy, he barely moved, like, he would move but it was very like subtle and so I always had to worry about him like being dead <laughs> because so like sad. I said I'm a paranoid bitch how what's the time frame where we have to like stop it I don't think we do have to stop it read off one maybe 30 minutes Anyways, I'm going to make this story really fast. <laughs> we could do two parts and I could combine them. Because the story's not even close to me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, this is probably really boring for all you guys. Just Sorry. stop it. No, it, it's not. Sarah, Sarah can cut out the boring parts. Nothing is boring. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so she was like coming in, you know, doing, checking my vitals, everything like that. Everything was normal. Oh, and I had had an ultrasound, and I had tons of fluid. Like, the baby was not, like, there was no concern. And um, we asked, like, how much he had weighed, like, her estimate, and 
she was like, bye five. Like she literally said about <laughs> bye five. So I was like, oh, that's a big ass baby for 33, almost 34 <laughs> weeks, but okay. And um, I know those aren't always accurate because there is like some room for air and stuff, but I was like, oh, that means he's like not gonna be three pounds, you know, not gonna be the normal preemie look. Um, and so I was like, cool, whatever. So anyway, so I start selling contractions and I tell my nurse, and obviously since I am not having a C-section for four days, three, four days, then they're not going to give me an epidural, you know. So my nurse is like, do you want some Tylenol? So I was like, well, Tylenol doesn't help for shit, but sure, we'll try it. <laughs> and like my contractions, I don't remember feeling contractions with my daughter because the second I start feeling contractions... She's like, give that, give yeah. me an epidural. They were like, do you want an epidural? I'm like, well, how long can I have it? They're like, as long as you want. I'm like, then hell yeah, give me that epidural <laughs> right now. And I don't really remember feeling like that much pain with my daughter. So I didn't really, and my daughter's almost eight. Like, I did not remember what contractions felt like, to be honest. So um, she's like, do you want some Tylenol? That's all I can give you. So I was like, so you can give me Ambien, but all you can give me is a Tylenol. Okay, bitch, whatever. And thank God this bitch didn't take Ambien. <laughs> she asked me if I wanted an Ambien. I'm like, um, no, I'm worried about my child dying, so no thank you. <laughs> Don't need any hallucinations, okay? <laughs> so, um, so she was like, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel like some pressure in my hips. But it wasn't like super painful. It was more pain because of the pressure, if that makes sense. So... I started feeling pressure and she was like, how would you rate it on a scale from one to five? Five being the worst. And I was like, mm, a one. Like it's, it's not very bad. It's just like uncomfortable. So she's like, okay, let me know if it gets to like a two or a three. I think she said probably a three actually, but I swear to two. Anyways. So, <laughs> so she's like, let me know when they get worse. Well, as like the night went on, they all, like, I started taking a little bit of a nap. Like, I would sleep, and then all of a sudden, I would feel, like, this pressure, and so I'd wake up. So, <clears throat> they had me on a monitor, because I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel more, like, pressure down there. And I thought it was the bed, to be honest, because my hip, I'm an old lady, my hips hurt over, like, exercising her hips always hurt my like I was at work like stretching my hips on a regular basis regular basis <laughs> so like I was like oh it's the it's the bed like you know it's just because I've been sitting in this bed so I would like walk around and stuff and then all of a sudden I had a pretty big gush of water my nurse had to clean it up that's how big it was it Ooh. wasn't just some drips and it was embarrassing <laughs> so Anyway, so... Not us giving birth to children and <laughs> being embarrassed. Oh, it gets more embarrassing. <laughs> no, it gets better. <laughs> so, um, so the nurse hooks me up to the monitor and she's like, okay, your contractions are every six minutes. And she's like, do you have a high pain tolerance? I was like, I don't think so. And she's no. like, not this bit. She's like, okay. Oh, and my nurse was also, she delivered her babies at 33 weeks and she had two babies and she delivered her babies at the same time frame I was at. And so, so they were besties. So we were besties. So I'm like, I don't think I have a high pain tolerance, but it just feels like pressure. Like it's painful, but not like painful. It's just like painful in a different way. I expected contractions to be a little more like a different type of pain. Anyways, so <laughs> I try and go to bed and then she comes in to remove my fluids or my antibiotic, whatever I was getting. And, um, and all of a sudden I'm like, it hurt. Oh, right before she came in, I was like, should I call the nurse? And I was like, no, it's nothing. Like, it's nothing. I can't be in labor. Like, <laughs> it's nothing. I'm denial. Yeah, I was, denial is a river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Wendy Williams said that on a podcast or the radio or something. Denial is a river in Egypt. Wendy's a psycho. <laughs> she used to be funny though. <laughs> yeah, I. Because when I saw it. that, I was like, ah, "That's funny," but now she's like judging. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so I was like, "It's nothing. It's nothing." So then she came in and was removing my IV, and I was like, "Okay, this is like starting to hurt worse." So she tries to put the monitor on me. I couldn't even sit still when the contraction, a.k.a. in my head, 
pain was happening. Because, <laughs> again, I did not associate with a contraction. I just was like, why am I in so much pain? This is... You would not think I had two other kids. With the fact that I did not think of pain being associated with labor. <laughs> <laughs> but she also didn't really think she was in labor. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, I like, every time I would have a contraction, I couldn't even, like, sit still. And all I could... Okay. Wait. X that. Rewind. Re- rewind. So all I, all I could think like, so I was just like, okay, it's painful, but it will go away, you know, whatever. Again, I've had two C-sections. Like I am not thinking about contractions <laughs> and my water hadn't like really broke. It was literally just mildly leaking. Like when I say mild, it was just a drip drip, like a leaky faucet. A drip drip. <laughs> drip, drip. That's all it was except for like a few random gushes. So, um, since I couldn't move and the monitor couldn't stay on and she couldn't track what was going on, she did a cer- cervical check. And oh my gosh, it was the most painful thing. It felt like her whole arm went up there. Ooh. She was kind of short, so maybe her whole arm did have to go <laughs> up there. <laughs> because when my doctor did it, it didn't hurt. Like, it... Interesting. Oh, when my doctor checked, he checked my membranes on... I don't know what is in there, but <laughs> but he we're said not, my cervix no was a one, and then my membranes were preterm, like pre-labor, whatever. So she checks me, and she's like, you're still a one, and I was like, it hurts so bad! <laughs> <laughs> headphone, headphone trigger. Headphone <laughs> So I was like, it hurts so bad. So she's like, okay, well, you're at a one, I'm going to go see if I can get you an epidural. I don't know how long. Oh, I think she was planning on me like lasting till the next day, but she expected me to last like till Monday. So I think that's why she finally said I could have an epidural. Like she would go get um, my doctor's approval for an epidural since I was early. And all I could think of when she left was like, how am I going to sit still for an epidural? Because you have to sit so still. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even sit still enough for a monitor. And my my pain was literally, I probably only had a minute break in between the pain. Ooh. Like it it wasn't very long. And so she walks out of the room and I'm like, how am I going to sit still? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk around. It's the bed. The bed is causing me so much pain. I literally am a, a denial. <laughs> so I'm like just walking around and I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. I have to pee. I have to pee. I better pee before they give me an epidural. So I go sit and I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to poop. I have to poop. I have to poop. This is four in the morning, by the way. Like actually I think it was four fifteen, four thirty. So I'm like, okay, I have to poop. And I'm like thinking, okay, she te- she checked me. I was a one. It's not like a, like what you hear. Yeah. If you need to push, it's probably like your baby. Because I'm like, I'm a one. There's nothing. Like, there's no yeah. way this baby's coming out. Which I think is another reason I think of my contractions being real is because I was a one. And so I start pushing and I pooped. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. It was just so much pressure because my bowels are probably full of poop. Like, that's literally the thought in my head. I was like, okay, like, my bowels are full of poop. It's adding a lot of pressure sitting in the bed. And um, and so I just didn't think about it. So I flushed the toilet. And then I'm like, I stand up and I'm like, ah, ah, like screaming. And I'm like, I have to poop again. What the hell? So I sit down and I'm pooping again. Well, my nurse comes in. It was literally, you guys, it was... She was I, not gone long. I only got two poops out, like, <laughs> and not good, like, not big poops, like... Like deer poops. <laughs> I mean, they were still long, but still, <laughs> like, they were fast poops. And so, and you would think, like, being in pain, the, the time would feel slower. So that's how I, that's why I know that it wasn't very long. And she was very attentive. So, like, I would say within 10 minutes, she comes in and she's like, Jocelyn, like, looking for me. And I'm like, I'm in the bathroom. Go away. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm pooping. Go away. Come back. And she, she runs in. She's like, stop pooping. You guys, I had a log coming out of my ass. To, oh, like, <laughs> I was mid poop when she's stopping me. She's like, stop. And I was like, no, let, let me just poop. She's like, no, you cannot poop. Get up. And I was like, no. And she's literally pulling me off the toilet. And I'm like, stop I'm pooping and she's like you cannot stop pushing she's like yelling at me she's like stop pushing because again I was a one why would I stop pushing like why would I think anything besides I need to take a big shit and so 
she like is pulling me up and I'm like there's poop hanging from my butt this is so embarrassing <laughs> she immediately stops yelling like she wasn't yelling meanly she was just like serious like you need to get your shit together like <laughs> you need to listen to get me. your shit together yeah bitch. it was kind of like a dad getting or a mom getting mad at their kid like you need to listen like so it wasn't yelling but it was like a very stern serious voice but the second I was like this is so embarrassing and I start crying she was like you don't need to be embarrassed it's okay but we really need to get you to the bed so I was like okay don't know what happened to the poop <laughs> don't Fell know on the floor <laughs> don't know if it the toilet the floor or where it happened but she's like we have to get you to the bed we have to I have to check you or back. maybe it was the baby's head it wasn't a piece of poop <laughs> it was the butthole it was for sure the butthole oh and they accused her of not knowing what her butthole in her vagina was that comes later <laughs> oh just kidding <laughs> spoiler so, alert that comes after birth oh so we get on i finally get on the bed and everyone's asked me like how'd you walk to the bed i'm like with my legs like, <laughs> like what do you mean how did i get it i put one foot in front of the other but multiple times i literally say that i'm like my legs i walked Hi. and they're like how are you moving i'm like with my legs. I don't know. She was kind of helping me, but I mean, I don't remember putting my... I don't know what people expect like, when they ask questions like that because, like... I'm like, I do don't know how to I made it to the toilet. I walked like I normally do. Like, my pain was in my hips. I swear people say their pain is in their... Like, the contractions are in their, like, Sometimes bottom belly. Like, yeah, but like, or their back. I think, yeah, or their back, but I don't recall hearing about the hip so I think that's why I was just brushing it off the whole time because it really felt like it wasn't like pain but it was pressure pain so it's completely different so anyways she looks down ready to examine me ready to put her fingers in double check me (laughs) she looks down she gets on this little they have these little monitors on there I don't know what your hospitals are like Like little walkie talkies yeah that's why I'm explaining it so I'm not trying to sound like dumb but like I don't know how you how everyone's hospitals communicate. I've never seen them because, you know, old school birth. Because she hasn't had a baby in nine years. But yeah. <laughs> so they've been, they've been around the whole time I've had kids. <laughs> I missed out by, by a year or two. <laughs> so they have like these little walkie-talkies. So she like looks literally, doesn't even do an exam, looks down and is like calling people. Literally... She was still calling people, and there were five new people in my room. And I was like, what is going on? Like, And so <laughs> my nurse is like, you're going to have a baby. And I was like, or like, we're, like, you're ready or whatever. Whatever she said. And I was like, okay, can I get my pain medicine? And she goes, oh, honey, it's too late for that. You're, you're going to have this baby. Like, his head's right there. You can't have any. And I was like, what? Okay, I had only had Tylenol, guys. And Tylenol is shit. And please remember her husband's not there at oh, this yes, point. Oh, yes, my husband's not there. So then this nurse is like, where's her Hasn't husband? Hasn't even had a goddamn call to say that she's having a baby. Oh, I did leave out a store apart. At 2 in the morning, I was texting my mom, and I was like, hey, I'm starting to be in pain, and I still didn't think I was having a baby, but I wanted my husband there. So I was texting my mom, who said she would leave her do not disturb off, which she did, but her CPAP was helping her sleep a little too well that night. Thank goodness. I mean, not thank no, goodness. Not that night. But this, this night, it did right not have her. a leak, so she was in a deep slumber. <laughs> so I'm like texting my husband, hey, it's more painful, but again, I'm, I had asked the nurse, she said she didn't think I'd have him until like the next day, and they were thinking I would, I would last like till afternoon the next day at least. So, um... And so, like, I was texting my mom. I was texting Sarah. I was texting everyone in that goddamn house. Someone help. wake up help. my mom. Yeah, I'm like, help, 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 help to every person I could think of. I texted my niece. I texted, the only person I didn't text is my, is Sarah's husband, my brother-in-law, who probably would have been awake. But I'm like, dude, yeah. that guy is a deeper sleeper than anyone I know. He, that's a waste of space. Like, a waste it's of true. time. A that's... waste of a space text, I mean. Yeah. So I was like. Uh, that would not be helpful. This is how I know. But he was awake. Yeah, this is how I know he would have been awake because I knew Jocelyn was in the hospital, so when my husband woke up and started getting ready for work, I checked my phone. I had no messages. This isn't true. I was writing help. 
Well, not when she, he first woke up. So if she would have texted him, then maybe he could have woke up. I think I'm going to have to, as I'm telling the story, I think I might be going through my text two months ago. <laughs> Just no, I remember. I, I checked, it. and then I, I fell get, asleep so I fast. I think I texted right after you probably woke up, because I yeah. think I was like, okay. No, literally. Works. I, like, went to sleep, went back to sleep, because I was like, okay, nothing. And then, Because since it wasn't bad yet, I think I wasn't, like, too stressed out. I think once it hit four, I was, like, texting my dad. Because my dad always wakes up to message, like, his phone. So, I was texting, like, anyone in the house. Anyways, so. Yeah, I checked my phone, like, literally, I swear, 45 minutes later, and I see Jocelyn's, help, help. I'm like, oh, shit. What the frick? I knew I should have stayed awake. I'm like, I'm like, help. Someone will respond to help. Someone has to. (laughs) Not if we're all snoozing. So, uh, I guess, like. I'm mad at telling stories because I'm leaving out these random pieces, but eventually my mom read it at like 4.30 and she was like, ah! So she's like, I'm on my way. My mom is a slow walker. She is like 60 years old. So, and a slow driver. Sorry, but mom. she was speeding that day. She got to my house in like 12 minutes, which it, it normally takes like 20 minutes. Yeah. Even if you're going like a little faster than the speed limit. So she but was, I like to think in my head cruising. it takes me 14 minutes. <laughs> That's why I'm always late. To your guys' house in 15 minutes before, but for the majority, it takes 20. I think, okay, so our old work used to be like off the same exit as Jocelyn's, probably the same distance off the exit, yeah. just the opposite way. And so, one time on a Saturday morning at six o'clock in the morning, I got there in like 12 minutes. And so, from there on out, it takes me 12 minutes to get there. If you, if ever, if the stars align, you can get here in 12 minutes. And thank God for our mama did. <laughs> so, I mean, I would hope so. It was four in the morning. <laughs> if there was traffic, Utah has a problem. For real. So, um, yeah, this nurse is like, where's her husband? And my main nurse is like, we didn't expect this to happen. She sent him home. And so I like, they're like, what's his number? What's his number? I grab my phone and I'm like, Jack, I'm having the baby. And I like, I imagine, this is how in my head I imagine it. Because it was a very dramatic moment. <laughs> I threw my phone. Adrenaline. I did not. I set it down. <laughs> I was going to say, she probably literally was I think like, I like tossed it. Gently. On, <laughs> I, I don't think it was gently, but I think I like tossed like, it on the table. But I. In like, her head, she in threw my head, it at the wall. I threw it at the wall. Even though it's on the table. And I didn't have my glasses on. Guys, I'm blind as a bat. I am blind as a newborn baby. Like, you have to be within six inches for me to see you. I did not have my glasses on. I chose this. She chose this life. I chose this life. So, there's this, um, I have two nurses helping me, and there's this doctor, you know, helping me push, and and I was screaming bloody murder. You guys, I was so scared because I was so prepared. It's the equivalent of expecting a vaginal birth and being told you have to have a c-section you're scared out of your mind i was expecting a c-section and i had to get a vaginal birth i feel like this is even scarier because they're always like a v-back is dangerous and it's really hard to like do successfully yeah and so you're now basically trying to push it a little Um, bit more like they're a little bit more but i've always been told that they're dangerous so i was freaking out because i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna hemorrhage and i'm gonna I'm screaming, guys. I'm literally like, help me, help me. And the first time moms down the hall are like, (laughs) crying. I really hope they can hear me. I hope labor and delivery is soundproof rooms. You would hope so. Because I I couldn't hear anyone, but I don't know. Maybe no one else was screaming. I could only hear like the hall. I couldn't hear like if someone was in the room next to me. They did push me like in a corner because I was going to be there for four or five days, by the way. So maybe no one actually heard. I hope not. So I was like, help and my nurse was like we're trying and they're like you need to calm down you need to calm down and I was like help me help me I'm so scared I'm gonna die and they're like you're not gonna die you're just having a baby so sad. and I was so scared is this the equivalent you thought you were gonna die here was it the equivalent of when I thought I was gonna die on the rocket <laughs> that is you guys have to hear that story because that is terrifying and I've only read it in a text message Jordan has a video of it because I he could see how scared I was. So he starts recording. I'm sitting there. He takes a video. Him and Bennett are sitting there laughing. And I'm looking at him like, to be fair, they didn't understand no. how severely horrifying it was. And then I go up and I'm like, you can hear me scream. 
What a good husband. <laughs> what else is he supposed to do? Stop the ride? <laughs> not take a video. That would not be my thought, but... I, I'm a very anxious person, so I don't necessarily blame him, and I, like, freak out and I just don't cry think over I'm a lot. taking my... She never cries. <laughs> I really don't. Except right now. <laughs> I don't think of taking my phone out to, like, take pictures or videos very mm, often. So that just wouldn't be my first thought. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm screaming, help me, help me. And they're like, we are trying. You need to breathe. The nurses did a really good job at calming me down, but the second I was done pushing, I'd be like, help, help. <laughs> And then they'd have to calm me down, and then it'd be time to push. They're like, again. "Bitch, it was one push." <laughs> the weird thing is, is that my, I don't remember feeling like I was in pain, um, when I was pushing. Like I had some pressure pain before, but I don't remember feeling like I was in pain once I was pushing. I was, I think I was so scared I couldn't feel pain. Yeah, like because adrenaline, like it shock. Literally. I did not feel any... I did not feel my vagina. Like, it did not feel like anything, to <laughs> be honest. She did not have the ring of fire. I did not have the ring of fire. This kid's head was tight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he was not nine pounds. <laughs> so... With a big ass <laughs> So I'm, like, screaming. So they're like, he's right there. Um, and I... I don't know if I was, like, purposely not pushing very hard or what, but they had him, like... They were trying to, like, you know, test his you know, heart rate to make sure he was safe and everything. And I swear, even though I think they would have told me, but they were like talking to themselves. I swear I heard them say that his heart rate was at 70, but I think they probably caught my heart rate and I just heard 70 and I was like, holy fuck. I, I got him out in one push after that. <laughs> <I got him. laughs> oh, and by the way, they had called my doctor and so my doctor was on his way too. My doctor did not make it. Her doctor didn't make it, and guess who else didn't make it? My husband did not make it. <laughs> my so doctor sad. came. I had just barely given birth to my placenta. Oh, and the, the doctor goes, the doctor who did deliver my baby goes, do you want to cut the umbilical cord? I don't know. I just gave birth. I've had enough of this experience. <laughs> had enough fun for one I'm night, like, okay? And I've heard it's weird, and I just was like, I don't know. I That doesn't sound fun to me. But yeah. looking back, I kind of wish I would have. Jordan's so I guess I sure. Have baby. Since he cut the umbilical cord, that's why Bennett had his Audi belly button for so long because he like stitched it and it didn't go all the way through, so he had to like do it again. But it's not. It's because the muscles like in say, his stomach were like Maybe he still separated. <laughs> He's like <laughs> rips so the, the muscles, muscles apart. <laughs> so Maybe. you never know. So yeah, I was just like no. So I deliver the placenta and the doctor, the doctor goes, yes, would you like to put your two cents in? He's like, this was also traumatic for me. Thank oh, you. and they like show him to me. And I was like, he wasn't crying. And I was like, will you get this baby away from me? Because he wasn't <laughs> crying and I was stressed out. I was like, um, this baby's not crying. Like, that's not normal. Take him away. I know they know what they're doing, guys. Okay. But, I, but in the scary. moment, I was like. Um, in the moment, <laughs> in the moment, I was very scared for my life, and I was scared for his life. So, looking back, I was a little dramatic. But all I could think is, he's not crying. Like, get him away. Like, go take care of this baby. Fair. And all they were just trying to help, let me do some skin to skin for a minute, but, but I was not accepting. Like this like, bitch does not want her child. <laughs> so I was have CPS on speed dial. I was so scared. So I deliver my placenta, and the lady's like, "Look at this. That that gave your baby life. That gave Aww. your baby all the nutrients." And I was like, "Ew." You're <laughs> like, "Gross. You look nasty." Yeah. But I've only seen a picture of one. Yeah. See, mom said the same thing. She's like, I didn't know placenta looked like that. No, they didn't ever show me. Because the placenta is in your uterus or whatever. And I always thought your your baby was in your placenta. I mean, after I had babies, I realized it wasn't. (laughs) But like, so I didn't realize the placenta was like, just like a circle, a flat circle. A flat Huge Maybe. liver. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's what yeah. it looks like. So Some people you... call it the tree of life. But... I mean, I kind of wish I would have done pills, but whatever. That's neither here or there. It was a very... Too late now. 
they got rid of it before I could think about it. <laughs> so, so um, my doctor walks in. He literally looks at me, looks at the nurse, looks at the doctor with my placenta, looks at me, looks at the nurse, and goes, "What happened?" <laughs> no, one and knows. they were like, "I don't know." So then he's like, "Okay, I'll stitch her up because I, you know, I want the money." I, I I came here. I need to be I able to build here, insurance. I came here. I'm getting some money. <laughs> I need to be this. able to build insurance. I like for her something. and gave birth to all of her other children, but I still need to get paid. <laughs> I woke up at four thirty in the morning for this. <laughs> so so he like started stitching me up. My husband comes in and he's there were at least ten people in the room, guys, because the NICU team was in there. There were nurses, doctors, you know, or a doctor. There was at least ten people in there. He comes in and he's just like staring he looks sh- like shocked he he looked like he didn't know what to do like he looked like he was in a different world so sad and i was like the baby's over there the baby's over there because <laughs> the nurses were like holding my hand so i didn't need any assistance like what else was he gonna do and so i was like the baby's over there go go over and be with the baby so that's probably when they took speed up. they they like stopped calling CPS is when they realized like I was a good mom and I was probably just worried because I was like go be with the baby like fine cancel CPS <laughs> over their little walkie talkies <laughs> they're like okay she does care she was just a little like scared she was just frightened <laughs> so he goes over um I forgot to tell you guys that my nurse I was like I can't oh she kept telling me look at me, look at me, and calm down. And I was like, I can't see you. I'm blind. And she's like, someone get her glasses. And I go, no, I don't want to see you. She's like, damn. <laughs> Not that ugly. Just, I, wanna, I don't know this. I I'm sure she's beautiful. I want to live in denial. Fair. Me. <laughs> so, man, I just am a bad storyteller. Anyways, those, no. I just like randomly remember these funny details that like are hilarious to me that I feel like have to be but they're not in the right order so So, this is just how we tell stories i'm sorry (laughs) it is and unless we have a script which probably will be never which then i would pick and then i went to the hospital and i had a baby and then i thought my butt was going to explode oh yeah yeah. okay guys i thought she left this detail out on purpose but then i decided i'd take the risk like i talked about my poo so i go hanging out i'm like my butthole's gonna explode. And they're like, no, what's it not? My butthole's gonna explode. I know it's gonna explode. You guys, I felt like my butthole was gonna explode. I'm not lying. But the butt comment does still come later. <laughs> anyway, so they stitched me up. Um, they had to take my baby to the NICU. And um, they were they had him on like a CPAP. They had him on like a breathing treatment. And <laughs> the NICU lady was like on her walkie-talkie and her manager was like, Okay, bring him over to the NICU. And she was like, well, we're going to finish this breathing treatment because it only has five minutes left. She's like, no, just will him over while you do the breathing treatment. She's like, no, I'm just going to wait here and finish it. She's like, no, will him over. The lady gets off the, like, she, I hear like, beep, beep. And she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm staying here. <laughs> and I think it was because they came over and showed him to me again afterwards. And I think it was so that she could show him to me because he wasn't in like dire need to like, leave that second so I think she felt comfortable with like waiting you know what I mean he wasn't like turning blue yeah he wasn't in a he was on a CPAP he was getting oxygen like he was he wasn't in like a crisis mode so I think she purposely like I think she wanted to finish the treatment so that I could see him without his little like CPAP machine I think she did it to be nice personally so and if not, that's what we're choosing to believe. So, so then my husband comes over and he's like, can I go with him? Fuck you, dude. Fine. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> I was kind of irritated, but also like, fine. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It was so weird. Because she was still so lonely. I would love <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> Someone get her a record deal. <laughs> Guys, I'm a good singer, but I'm not on demand. <laughs> so, and she's not put on a, on the spot with her sister just staring her in the eyes. On this, so this was Friday morning, FYI. I'm assuming you guys can put time together, but 
Um, <laughs> if not, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> oh, this part's the funniest. So it was Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. And, like, a week before, she's like, could you imagine having a baby on Friday the 13th? That'd be, like, the worst birthday ever. (laughs) Seriously, guys, don't say stuff out loud. God will give it to you or whatever you believe in. They will give it to you. Your words have power. They do because everything I've ever said has happened to me. My whole pregnancy, something bad's going to happen. Look what happened. Something bad. Okay. I thought I was going to die during my C-section. Instead, it was this. So, <laughs> so, you know, my husband's gone. My nurse stitches me up. Well, doesn't stitch me up. She, like, situates me. They had to change my bed sheets and everything, you know, because blood. <laughs> probably poop. <laughs> Who knows what? Who knows what? And so. Probably no time to put a puppy pad under her. <laughs> oh, there was. Okay. They did, like, three puppy pads. They just kind of moved your butt. <laughs> They're like, man. <laughs> So I don't miss that. Feeling. My doctor was like, this is going to be the easiest recovery. Oh, the reason I said, oh yeah, it was Friday. On Thursday, I had eaten only a sleeve full of Oreos <laughs> as a gestational diabetic. <laughs> I did spread them out. It wasn't like a sleeve at a time. It was like an Oreo, an hour later, an Oreo, an hour Like I had not eaten anything all day. I maybe had a protein shake with that. And so, but I had only eaten Oreos and maybe a protein shake, okay? So Ooh. I... I had not eaten very much, if anything. I mean, I guess a sleeve of Oreos might be 1,200 calories. <laughs> but there's no nutrition in that, so no it doesn't feel like 1,200 calories. <laughs> so I'm like in my, they moved me to the recovery room. And the nice thing is, is that because RSV, luckily RSV season was in full swing. So <laughs> full ass so swing. luckily all these children were... Um, you know, in this situation, <laughs> not this luckily for them. Luckily, for luckily, these children were being tortured, and so they had to move the NICU to the recovery room because their NICU was only one to five babies. Like they never have a lot of NICU babies. A little, there. Ba- a little baby NICU. Yeah, a tiny NICU, NICU. And so, um, I'm obviously kidding about luckily these children were suffering. <laughs> <laughs> like it is a complete joke. <laughs> but it was nice that he was in this on the same uh, floor mm-hmm. as me. He was literally two doors down from me. So they were like, do you want to go see your baby? I'm like, oh, I think I said, I want to go see my baby. So they brought me in a wheelchair because I didn't feel like I could walk. My legs felt like wobbly. And I wasn't in any pain. And I told them, the only pain I'm in is my butthole because they wanted to give me ibuprofen or something. And I was like, mm, do I need it? Because I really don't feel any pain. And they were like, oh, okay, well, let us know when you feel pain. I was like, the only pain I feel is my butthole. And they're like, no, that's your vagina. I go, I know what my butthole feels like, and it's not my <laughs> vagina. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is probably an inch difference. So I do know. <laughs> I do know the difference. Because <laughs> it didn't feel like just one area. Like, you can tell. It's true. You know how when you do like this huge constipated poop, like how your butthole feels? That's how it felt. There. I think I'm going to lose all of our... This is a birth story. What did you guys expect? They're like, okay, too much poop talk for me. But this is me, guys. This is who we are. So, um, so yeah, my husband willed me over to see our baby and they were talking to us about him and telling us like, you know, what was going on. And I was, all I can remember is like yawning. I could not stop yawning. And the nurse kept like kind of looking at me weird. And I kept on like falling at like my head cup on being like dozing. Like I was falling asleep. So and she was like staring at me like, why is this bitch not paying attention to what I'm telling her about her baby? You guys, I kid you not. I think I was dozing off because the world was going black. Like I'm not joking. The world was, was probably literally black. passing out. <laughs> I thought I was tired. So I was just like, and all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to throw up. So I was like, I'm sorry. Like I cut her off because I was trying to wait for her. I knew I needed to go back to my room because I felt really sick, but I was trying to wait for her to finish talking, but she was a really slow talker. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Our guest has spoken. <laughs> This lady was a slow talk, like super nice, but she was very slow. So I, uh, I tried not to cut her off, but eventually I was like, okay, I'm so sick. I have to leave like this second. Like I didn't even feel like I could make it to my room. Are you hungry? Oh, I need that little baby. Um, I didn't even 
my room, like I said, was two doors away, and I was like, I don't know if I can make it to my room. Like, being willed. You're a guy named Bart that's how, right this second. That's how sick I felt. I literally thought I was going to pass out and fall out of the wheelchair. Like That's scary. So I was like, I'm sorry, I have to go back to my room. I feel really sick. I'm sorry. And she's like, okay. So I go back. Oh, and I had already ordered food because I was like, well, it will take a while to get here, like probably a few hours, but it got there right before I went to the room. But I was like, no, I want to go see my baby, you know, I'm fine not eating. Well, I should have ate because I came back and I was like, I like the nurse was like, are you okay? Because the nurse's station was right outside my room and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to try and, and eat and then I'll let you know if I still feel sick. And she's like, okay, that's fine. So I eat literally I oh I was shaking right before I was eating too and I'm just like eating my french toast dipping it in my syrup just shaking like <laughs> like a mad woman <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast <laughs> I'm very animated well I don't know how animated I get Botox so who knows so um you know I'm like shaking like crazy and literally 10 minutes after I'm done eating um like I felt completely fine I didn't feel nauseous I didn't feel anything like I felt completely fine it was so weird I felt normal I was walking <laughs> like you have to call the nurse and they have to help you walk to the bathroom for the first time but she like didn't have to help me she just came in and like showed me you know here spray up here spray this shit up here so that you're not in pain. I'm like, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's my bowel. And then she was like, you, you'll want an ice pack. And she, I'm like, dude, I'm not in pain. I'm not even, I'm not risking putting pressure up there with this ice pack and causing pain. Like that was my thought process. So I'm like, I was like, um, if I put something in my underwear, my diaper underwear, <laughs> diaper my, grandma underwear. my mesh underwear, then I feel like I'm risking going into pain so I refuse to to be honest so yeah end of story and then oh and then he was in the NICU for 24 days he got pneumonia he had a heart like his lungs took like a week to recover and then yeah and then he we had to he teach had him how to, to be eat lifelighted oh yeah okay. she forgot like the most traumatizing part because well, I was focusing but... on my birth instead of like his story so but yeah, he, he had to be lifelighted because they were worried that he, they wouldn't have the, because since it was a baby NICU, they were worried that things would get progressively worse and, um, cause it's easier to lifelight a baby when they're stable, when they're stable rather than when they're in distress. And so they just didn't want him to get in distress. They didn't want to assume that they had all the proper equipment and then they didn't and he had to be lifelighted and it would be more traumatic for him. So, and it was traumatic because... Um, they lifelighted him the day after, so on Saturday, and my husband went on the helicopter with them, and then I hadn't been discharged yet, so I had to wait to be discharged, and then my sister gave me a ride. But thank God she didn't get a C-section, and I would have, have to, to stay, stay there. at the hospital by herself for another day until she could be discharged. Yeah, my husband wanted to come. He <laughs> wanted to see the baby. It's like, bye, bitch. <laughs> so, I was there. I got to the hospital within, like, two to maybe three hours of him being lifelighted. I really think it's closer to two though. And um, he was a different baby from like when they lifelighted him to, or from before so they lifelighted him to the other hospital because it's so traumatizing and they have to drag them up and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm, I am glad that they did lifelight him before. Like before, yeah. even though they used all the same equipment, I'm glad they lifelighted him. Like they were cautious rather than just seeing what happened. I would prefer the cautious. So, um, there's your boring podcast for the week, and I hope you guys all enjoyed that. It's not boring. It's the craziest birth story Maybe Sarah I've ever will heard. go through and take out the boring parts. Maybe. <laughs> She's like, um, I will take out 55 minutes. <laughs> no. Every detail has its place in the story. Oh, and I asked her, how long was I pushing? You guys, nine minutes. I pushed for nine minutes. I went from a one- to pushing in ten within ten minutes, and um, I pushed for nine minutes. Like that's insane. That's how fast it all happened. That's why nobody made it. No one made it. My poor husband, because he loves watching a, a good birth for me. 
from me. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to get it twisted and be like, he's his kink is watching people give birth, because it's not. He just, like, finds it so interesting to see our kids come into the world. Fair. So every time the doctors are like, oh, you don't want to look for this, he's like, okay, and he peeks over. He's like, I sure do. Because <laughs> he just, like, loves seeing our kids come into the world, so I do feel bad so for him. So He missed his favorite part. But he survived. But, yeah. Jocelyn survived. The baby survived. We all survived. We all have survived. It was easy for me. <laughs> it was easy for Sarah. I just didn't text her for four days. Yeah, basically. I was like, I'm not going to bother her. It was a bizarre story. So it lonely. I bet she feels she bad so for not texting me now. Well, I didn't. <laughs> it's like, oh, trauma. She probably doesn't want to talk to anybody because I want it. So I was just trying to be polite. But she didn't realize I was singing I'm so lonely in my head. <laughs> Should have stayed up that whole night to text her. <laughs> Wait, how does the how does the other guy's lonely song go? Let's see. I'll find it on my phone because I'm not about to sing to the world. I'm so lonely. Yeah. Mr. Lonely. <laughs> um, FYI, Akon was my first concert I ever went to. <laughs> weird. That's weird. Um I, someone, I think, I don't think I won them myself, won, um, concert tickets from the radio station, so, and we just had to go pick them up and went, so, that was my first concert. Okay, that's all. That's what Sarah thought I was singing when I was like, <laughs> I'm so low. That sounds like so much more oh, like <laughs> You know what? But that song wasn't even when I just searched Akon on Spotify. It wasn't on like the top five songs. So apparently he had six. <laughs> wow, good for Akon. <laughs> yeah. So we have some other very well, at least one other very exciting story to tell. Not today, on another episode. So make sure you listen next week, and we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye, psychos.